Hey, I'm Chris Cooper. I took a 200-word blog and built a $25 million mentorship company from it. It wasn't easy, and I had to learn some huge and expensive lessons along the way. But now I'm sharing those lessons with other business coaches and mentors and high-level entrepreneurs in this podcast. Want to chat with me? Go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there. Every business goes through four stages. If you know what stage you're in, that can help you make decisions on what's best for you right now. And even better, it can help you avoid making mistakes of focusing on the wrong things. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business is Good. And today I'm going to talk about the four stages, each of which start with I. The stages are ideation, income, investment, and impact. And good businesses pass through these four stages. The best thing that you can do is get each stage secured before you move on to the next one. And I'm going to share why as we go. The first stage is ideation. This is where you're starting your business, you're launching your idea. The biggest mistake that people make in this phase is they think that their first guess is their best guess or their only guess. The reality is that nobody guesses right the first time. And what I mean by that is we think like, okay, this is what my product is going to be. I'm going to sell CrossFit. I'm going to sell haircuts. I'm going to sell beard grooming. I'm going to sell deliveries. We make that first guess and we assume that that is our business forever and ever. The reality is that our business is going to change based on customer feedback. So for example, if you open up a doggy daycare and it turns out that people don't want doggy daycare, but they do want pet grooming, you might later on add pet grooming to your portfolio. And you know, a year down the track, you might actually drop the doggy daycare part. Your clients will give you the feedback that you need to actually pivot your business. But the key here is that when you open up your business, you have to understand that it's malleable. It's going to change from what your first vision of it is. My first vision was a gym, and so I opened up what I thought I would want, set the prices at what I could afford to pay. Over the years, that business evolved based on client feedback and what they told me and what actually worked. So there's kind of a scientific process here, and there's also a conversational process here. I'll go through that a little bit more and give you an exercise for it in one minute. A lot of people who are listening to this have opened up CrossFit gyms and they think, okay, well, hey, I want all this equipment. I want all this space. I want big group classes. I don't need a lot of coaching. I just want motivating music and a, a loud environment and like a hype coach. That's what they want, but they don't understand that they're not their own best customer. So you have to figure out who your best customer is and what they actually want. Seth Godin said, don't find customers for your product, find products for your customers. And what he meant was build your audience, get tight with your audience, and then change your service or your product until it fulfills their needs and solves their problems. And it's going to take you a few reps to actually get that. The best exercise for this is called the pumpkin plan by Mike Michalowicz. What you're basically going to do is identify who your top five clients are. If you read the book, he gives you an exercise to do that. And then you're going to sit them down for coffee and you're going to ask them questions. The best way to do ideation is not a survey because what you're going to get are 50 or 100 people's wild ass guesses. They're going to give you recommendations that you're going to take seriously even though they have less business experience than you do and no context on what you're doing or what you already know or what decisions you've already made. 
A broad survey will not help you, but identifying your best clients and asking them questions like what brought you to my business in the first place, what had you tried in the past that you didn't like, or you know, what other problems do you have when you leave my business, that's gonna guide you in figuring out what your product is long-term, and most importantly, who your niche actually is. You know, when I opened up my second gym, I thought, okay, this is gonna be amazing for all my powerlifting friends. And what I quickly learned, because a client was generous enough to give me this feedback, was that the loud, noisy, stinky powerlifters who were there two to three hours a day were scaring away my good clients who wanted like a professional, clean, upbeat environment to train in one-on-one with me. So I was not my own best customer. I was serving the wrong niche and luckily my gym survived while I figured that out, but it took me years. The second phase after ideation, so ideation is when you get your product set and you identify your niche. You've got good product market fit. That's the goal of ideation. The next stage is income. You have to make the thing sustainable. So once you've actually figured out your niche and and dialed in your product, now you have to figure out, okay, how do I keep this thing going? So there's a lot of traps that people fall into here and I almost fell into it too. You think you need more marketing and that's what's gonna save your business. You think you need to hire more staff or your staff are gonna do the stuff that you don't like for you. The reality is at this point, the only thing that you should be focused on is getting your business to a point where it's providing you a reliable, sustainable income. So if you're looking at, okay, what do I do? Should I run a six week challenge at my business to get more leads? Should I pay this marketing company? You have to ask yourself, is this creating a sustainable business for me that's going to create a predictable income for my family Or am I buying myself a job here that's gonna require me to work 70 hours a week for the rest of my life and like micromanage my staff? Am I even replaceable or does the business revolve around me showing up and being here? So basically in the income stage, your job is get the business to pay you. It helps to have that filter because that will stop you from doing some other things that will harm your growth long-term. Number one, a lot of people will try to hire staff and they'll be overly generous they'll overpay their staff or they'll hire their friends instead of hiring like people to fill the roles that need to be filled. They'll give their friends a full-time job before the business is even paying the owner a full-time wage. They'll handicap themselves long-term. Another thing that they might do is uh, keep kicking profitability down the road. So, hey, we're at break even right now, but I think if I got a bigger space for my salon or a bigger gym space, that would really grow me when really they should be focused on making a sustainable income at this point. Because let's face it, if you're at break even or you're not paying yourself, then you are fragile and any little thing that happens, like one bad month, heaven forbid there's a COVID lockdown or your marketing stops working or Facebook, Instagram shuts down your social media account. Uh, One staff person leaves and takes 10 clients with them. Like any little thing could kill your business if you're not making a sustainable income yourself. You are fragile. And by the way, let's not forget like the real reason that you opened a business instead of working for somebody else was because you wanted to make a better income than you could make as an employee. So the second stage of business growth is income. You have to make a good income before you start thinking about what can I donate to charity? What can I do for free? Who can I discount? Who can I hire? Who can I like employ or give this winning lottery ticket of a full-time job to? The third phase is investment. This is where you make sure that you haven't just bought a job, that you're actually fighting to get time freedom for yourself and wealth long-term. 
you have to make sure that you have an exit from the business. You, the first asset that you're ever going to build is you're going to turn your business into an asset, meaning that it runs itself. So the first step to wealth is creating a business that runs itself and continues to pay you an income, not just a business that runs at break even and kind of exists in the, the background or in the shadows while you're off doing something else that's going to actually pay you money. So that's why you want in the second phase to be making a good and consistent income from your business so that in the third phase, you can make sure that that income continues without your constant presence running the business. So the third phase is investment. The first investment that you make is making sure that your business can run itself without you there. So you're getting time back. The second investment that you're going to make is taking the profit from your business and investing it somewhere else. And that's my new book for gym owners, Millionaire Gym Owners, talking about where to invest that money. There are really three places you can reinvest it in your business only if it will grow your business. You can reinvest it in other businesses or like stocks and bonds, passive places that will not wake you up at 4 a.m. with worry, usually conservative investments that will grow for you in your sleep. You don't have to think about it anymore. And the third place that you can invest is in yourself as a leader. This means working with a coach, a mentor, a consultant, uh, somebody who's going to grow you because usually when you grow the leader, you grow the business. So the third phase is investment. The fourth phase is impact. Now, not every business does this. Not every business thinks about this, but in an owner operator business that's led by a single entrepreneur, you have the opportunity to make an impact in your local community that big corporations don't have. The problem with big corporations like Coca-Cola is that they're run by boards and boards are bureaucracies. The goal is let's reach a consensus. The, the goal is like, let's maximize shareholder value. It's not, let's put $10,000 into cleaning up a local park, unless that has some kind of payoff to investors later. But as an entrepreneur, you get to make that choice. You can decide, you know what? The $10,000 is better given to the park to clean it up than taken by me as profit because I don't need the money anymore. See, a big corporation never has that point where they don't need more money because they are run by a board of governors, right? They are kind of a democracy with only one priority because they can't shift priorities. So impact is the fourth stage of good business. And that's something that you alone as an entrepreneur are able to do for your community. So what does this mean? Well, first it means that your business goes on without you. If you're hit by a bus or you just retire, your mission still lives on. Somebody buys the gym and carries it on or your coaches ascend to ownership and they buy you out or something else happens, but the mission continues. If um, you've got a mission to operate like a recycling plant, you wanna make sure that that recycling plant continues to operate after you're gone. Even if your business is contracting, you wanna make sure that the contracting business is there so that your carpenters, your plumbers, your electricians, your subs, uh, all your laborers, they don't lose their jobs when you retire. And that's really what impact starts with, is making sure that your own business continues without you. After that, you can start thinking about making lots of money and giving it away. So the four stages are ideation. You get good product market fit through a series of trials with different products and services and talking with your clients. Second phase is income. You've got good product market fit and now you make it a good income yourself so that it's sustainable, so that you're not going broke, you're not starving for groceries, your spouse isn't talking about why you're never home and the business can keep going. 
it's paying for itself. It's paying for you. The third phase is investment. You make sure that you haven't just bought a job. First, you buy back your time. Then you take the extra profit and you reinvest it elsewhere so that you've got an exit and your business is an asset. And then the fourth phase is impact. You make a legacy in your local community. The business goes on. The mission continues. The careers continue for your staff and you make lots of money and give it away to help other people and lift everybody else up. I hope this helps. I hope it helps you set priorities. If you're in the income stage and you're, you're thinking too much about the investment stage, that will prolong your time in the income stage and actually undermine you. You won't be able to get up as high because your base isn't as broad. If you're in the ideation stage and you're worried about like, how am I going to make this local contribution? Don't worry about that yet. If you go through the phases, your ultimate contribution and ultimately your impact will be so much bigger, but you need to take these steps one at a time instead of confusing them and being distracted by the next stage. I'm Chris Cooper. This is Business Is Good. Thank you for your service. Thanks for listening to Business Is Good. If you'd like to chat about this episode or the blog post or podcast that I put on the Business Is Good site, just go to businessisgood.com and click join the movement. We'll see you there.